Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. We were just having a bit of a chat about how we manage our anger. I don't get angry. Well, you were saying you didn't think that you would ever push me to the point of being angry and I was explaining that I go from zero to a hundred and two <laughs> seconds flat. I just can't picture you as being angry. Really? Oh, I, I could kind of. Mm-hmm. Like I know you, you're very, like you're a strong woman and, and um, you're opinionated and self-righteous. No. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. <laughs> but but you are. You're a strong woman and I guess I can I can I've seen you be very direct and, mm-hmm. and I've heard you speak directly to people and state your opinion or case or viewpoint on things. And we've mm-hmm. had some robust conversations about stuff like mm-hmm. you know, feminism and domestic violence and mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Um but I just I can't imagine you getting ragey. I do. Or I can do. What would I have to do to make you ragey? I don't know. <laughs> Steal money? Uh, oh, yes. But, mm, yes, that, mm-hmm. that would get me ragey. What if I sent you an invoice for all of my services to date in the partnership? I'd just laugh at you. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. And then I'd counter with one. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I, I just can't picture you as ragey. But but I was saying the same thing, you know. I've... Ooh, wow, this is sharing some shit, hey? Um, hey, welcome to a, another Fuck It Friday, listeners, as we just launch into a bit of a rambling conversation <laughs> here, Coxie and I. Um, hope you're doing good. We, yeah, we were just chatting and thought, hey, let's just hit record on this because Coxie and I were talking about this whole thing of managing anger, particularly in partnerships and relationships. Mm. And look, I had a long-term life partnership that didn't work out as I share openly, but something I haven't shared and... I know she doesn't listen to the podcast. We're um, safe. We can do this one. My daughter's mother, who is not my wife. Um, <laughs> this all gets very complicated, doesn't it? Your wife thing is very complicated. Oh, man. That's what happens when you have multiple wives. Uh, <laughs> and work wives and wives. Well, someone thought you and I were married. Well, that wouldn't be the first. G'day if you're listening to this episode. Don't feel bad. It's okay. <laughs> Please don't feel bad. It happens all the time. Uh, Nick was flattered. Um <laughs> So <laughs> I'm going to touch that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, unfortunately, and it still makes me feel sick to the stomach to say this out loud. I can't believe I'm sharing this on a podcast. But anyway. Um, There's only I've, one person listening, remember? I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've raged at someone before mm. um, in a relationship way too many times. And, you know, not surprisingly, that, that relationship ended. Some years ago. Can we just clarify really quickly, though? We're not talking about a physical rage here. We're just no, talking no, no, about no. Fuck no. Anger. Holy shit, no. Cranky, um, shouting. Just yelling at someone. Exactly. Like raising my voice to the point where I'm yelling as loud as I can at another human. Mm-hmm. And I, nowadays, I mean, I've been through a bit of a, a fiery baptism in the last few years mm-hmm. um, and learned a whole lot about myself in the Middle Ages. Uh, I don't get that angry anymore. Which is great, but what we were going to talk about before, and we've turned it into this, was I actually think, look, getting angry and getting that 
worked up about something obviously isn't healthy. But we were talking about our kids and my Mm. kids have seen me really angry. Mm. And I learned very early on that, okay, if I can prevent that from happening, then great. But if Mm. my kids do see it, that it's really important for them to see the resolution to that situation. Were you angry at them or just in front of them? Oh, no, I have been angry at them. I've been that cranky at my kids. They've pushed my buttons that far. Mm. Um, I've allowed myself to get that cranky. And I always apologize. Let me really preface that. Even my kids, I think, would tell you that. Um, But they've seen me that angry at another person and they – I think it might have been Dr. Phil. That's embarrassing. It might have been Dr. <laughs> That's Phil. Awesome. Who said that it was as important for the children to see you saying sorry as it was for them to see the resolution of that situation. Because our kids are going to grow up and they're going to get in these situations themselves and they need to have had that behavior modeled at some point to understand how to get to a point through that confrontation themselves. Yeah, see, my my first wife, I'll refer to her as. Um, there's been many, but uh, mm. she she never said sorry. Didn't believe in it. Yeah. Okay. So my first husband was the same. Still can't say sorry. Said there's no point saying sorry because it's been done and doesn't fix anything. Yeah, it's and, rubbish. And my assertion was, well, saying sorry is an acknowledgement that you feel remorse and mm. that you know you want to move ahead from that point and. The one of the first times I ever remember her saying sorry to me was when I found out what had happened, mm. which was the thing that ended our relationship, and that's all I'll say. Yep. Uh, it was already finished before that, obviously, mm. and that was that was like the one of the I think two or three occasions where she'd ever said sorry to me, and it was like it was too fucking late by then. Exactly. <laughs> It doesn't fix anything. There's no point saying sorry. Okay, so sorry doesn't (laughs) fix anything. That is the truth of it. But it does acknowledge that you understand. I agree. That whatever it is that you may have done or said or what have you is something that you do feel remorse about. But I think what happens is the the, um, effect of an apology gets really watered down when... And look, my first wife probably had a point here is when it's said so often and nothing changes, mm. it becomes a meaningless expression. Mm. I agree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. And then you do it again tomorrow. Yes. Oh, I'm really sorry I yelled at you. And then you do it again the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like, stop saying fucking sorry to me and just stop yelling. Yeah, fix the behavior. Do something about it. And mm-hmm. that, I think that is the key. And, you know, this applies to family relationships or staff or customers or whatever. It's no good you just keep apologizing. And then doing the same thing over and over, obviously. No. Um, but it obviously requires the other person to work with you or the other party in the relationship. So, But we weren't going to talk about that, Coxie. What <laughs> were we going to talk about in this episode? <laughs> we were talking Getting about angry. managing anger with, and, uh, and in particular in business relationships. Yeah, and working with your partner, you know, working with your life partner. We might save that one for another fucking Friday. Yeah, well, that's a long one in itself, isn't mm. it? So I guess, you know, we recently did an episode about emotional intelligence. Yeah, and having yeah. the and that's what this is about. Anger is some you've allowed something to push on all those pain points for you till you get to that point where you explode. And it's in that explosion that things are said and done that shouldn't be said and done. Well maybe they should. Maybe that's the point. My my assertion on this, or my learning, right, personally, through observation and also personal experience, is that we let shit go way too far yes, we do. before we say anything. And mm-hmm. then by the time we say something, we're so worked up, so angry, so hurt, so afraid that 
we have that outburst where we say all these things that cut way deeper than we needed them to if we just said something way back when it first started. You know, we let it fester and and bottle up and then it's like boom and we explode when we should have said, hey, I'm not really comfortable with how you just spoke to me then, Nick or wife so, or but husband. But it takes or, quite a bit of diplomacy to say that in the moment when you're feeling hurt. Well, I, I don't think it takes diplomacy. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Mm. I actually think it takes balls or courage. I don't have balls. Okay, courage. Yep, courage is um, good. Technically, you do. Uh, <laughs> they're just tiny. Must be fine. <laughs> let's not go into male and female not anatomy. Can we not? Can we not start a gender debate? Actually, let's start a gender debate. No. <laughs> Everyone else is doing it. We should do it too. No. It's not about that. <clears throat> it's It's about having the discipline, the willingness, the self-reflectiveness to say... I just felt something that I don't want to feel Mm. based on an interaction we had as business partners, as life partners, as business owner, customer, whatever. And you know what it is? It's being honest and open and transparent. It's definitely being honest. And people are going around being fucking nice and then exploding in a week, a month, a year, 17 years in my (laughs) case. (laughs) And all this stuff comes out. It's like, why didn't you fucking tell me before? Okay, so... Is there anything you want to tell me, Nick? No, I'm not a steward. <laughs> I'm a deal with it. I, I would much rather have a confrontation now than have the explosion later. So then why why do you still have explosions or do you not? Why does it get to that stage? What, what happens? What goes wrong? I don't so much anymore. When... Um, when they're happen, happening more frequently... I was in my first marriage. I, you know, my life was incredibly stressful and not very nice. Mm. It was really hard, really hard. I was working 70 plus hours a week. I had two young kids that were in school. I was trying to balance getting them to and from school and after school care and weekends. And I was working six to seven days a week and I'd still have to come home and do all the things. And I guess I was just really highly strung. And so the littlest thing... No, it wasn't the littlest thing. Often it was, if I look on it now, I feel a bit shitty about it. Mm. Um, but it, It's interesting it, on reflection, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a bit. It would be the kids would be push, push, pushing, and they probably would just push, push, pushing for a bit of attention because I was so damn busy doing what I had to do. There wasn't enough time to give them what they deserved. Mm. Oh, I think I feel a bit like shit. Did you blame them for your anger at the time? Uh, Maybe in the heat of that very second, but 30 seconds later when I had let go of whatever it was that I was holding on to, I immediately felt dreadful. Mm. I think that's a good sign that you screwed up. Absolutely. (laughs) In life, you know, it's like blow up at someone and then feel like shit. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good sign that you were wrong. Yeah, so I, I, I think I have a pretty good moral com- compass and it, it certainly pointed it out at those times. Hang on a minute, you've done the wrong thing. Mm. But I'm fortunate enough to have learnt to be quite honest with my kids. Well, well anybody really. And Do you find it's more moderate when you express that feeling now? Or share that? I think probably all of my feelings now are more moderate than they used to be. The drugs definitely help me. <laughs> I don't have any of those, but... Um, I don't know, I was just kidding. 
That's Apart a whole other conversation. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't know what... They're tomato bushes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is. It's, it's for me, listening to you... Yeah. Oh, no, I've just cut you off. Sorry about that. That's all right. I won't do it again. No, no, sure. Hang on, it's my turn. Um, <laughs> is expressing early. Yeah. Early in the in the timeline of that exchange, right? Yes. Whether that exchange is over a 10-minute conversation or a five-year relationship, mm-hmm. I think too many people are too worried about saying something and therefore, because they don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. Or they don't want to say the wrong thing or they don't want to create a conflict and a confrontation. Mm. I see a lot of tradie men especially mm. that avoid conflict mm-hmm. at all costs and the the sad and cruel irony in that is that they end up with so much conflict. That's right. Because they don't say stuff when they need to, which is right now. Right? Yeah. You did something. I don't like what you just did. Can we please talk about that? Yeah. It's it, it's it's actually not a hard conversation to have. It is though. Well, it feels like it. I spent my whole life being so afraid of conflict that I wouldn't say stuff and then I would blow up. Okay, so I don't mind that bit of conflict. I don't like an argument, less so as I get older. I really don't like them now. But I don't mind saying, hang on, I've got a problem with this. Mm. I still I still find that difficult, right? Because mm-hmm. I am who I am. And I think I get it from my mum. Mum is absolutely deathly afraid of conflict mm-hmm. and, and confrontation. And so I have a bit of anxiety around conflict and confrontation. Understand. And I still do it. Like, mm. I'll still address something. I mean, we, some of our earliest conversations in our business partnership, Coxie, were, okay, let's let's talk about some stuff that mm. might be an issue. Like, let's just be proactive about it. Yeah. And put it on the table. And we've had some good, robust conversations about things where there's been a little bit of emotion come in for various reasons, not mm. necessarily because you hate my haircut or something. But, <laughs> um, you know, Amy, my, my wife, and I do it now. It's mm. It's... It's the foundational rule of our marriage. Mm. You feel something, you share it. Have to. It's and, important. And do it straight away. And mm. sometimes it feels weird and shit and stupid and trivial. And her and I have never had an argument. I mean, we've been together for five minutes. No. Um, but <laughs> but we've never had an argument. We've had some heavy conversations about things. But I think... And, and I've just noticed the contrast between my past relationships and now of following that rule of early and Mm. 100% communication Mm. as soon as you feel something. Now, you know, obviously I'm talking a personal example here, but, you know, you think about a team member and and I'm watching a client, a wingman client go through this at the moment with a key team member is honestly, it's probably been festering for three or four years that they've been feeling something about this particular team member sort of been beating around the bush and pissing around, not being, not confronting the issue mm. head on and not early enough and it's festered and it's grown and the cancer has spread and now, now it's like it's a massive issue to, to remove this person from the business because yes. that's, that's the pathway they need to take and it's about to get messy and expensive mm. and part of the problem has been not dealing with it early. You know, nip it in the bud is a saying that when the branch starts as a bud, Mm -hmm. right, a little tiny bud, nip that bud out. You can do it with the the tips of your fingers. Mm -hmm. You let that thing grow into a branch, you need a fucking chainsaw. Yeah. 
That's major surgery on mm-hmm. the tree. And I, and I just see people doing this, and I've done it as well. You know, you let that thing grow and grow and grow, and next minute it shades your whole yard, and you've got to get the arborist in and spend a whole lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my analogies go deep sometimes. They're pretty full on. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't feel angry. Um, no, I don't. I, I want to make you angry now. This is like a personal challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Except you're going to know that I'm trying to I do it. I will know. So it won't work. No, I won't. I'll just laugh. What were we talking about today? Anger management. Anger management. So mm. let's say, let's say you do get angry, right? Mm. Um, a customer writes a horrendous review without justification about your business online and slanders you openly. Mm-hmm. And we all know there's pretty much stuff all you can do about that these days. Oh, I disagree. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, I've seen a couple of people try and deal with it legally and there's fuck all you can do. I don't think you can do anything legally. I really don't. But I do think that you can proactively deal with that negativity on your site. You can actually turn it into a great PR exercise for how you deal with conflict. Yeah, I've I've seen some go pear shaped, mm. despite they best very much efforts. can do. Yeah, so so let's say that happens, right? Mm. And that would pretty naturally piss a lot of people off. Mm. You know, that, that'd make you pretty angry. What do you do? Like, you can't get angry at that person because that's just going to give them more ammunition against you. So I now, if I get really really cranky like that, the builder and I will sit down and have a talk about whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then I exercise. Who would have thought I'd ever say that? <laughs> Really? I'm impressed. <laughs> but the point is, I have to get rid of that energy, right? Find because some other it's, outlet. Exactly. It's got to get out of me. I can't have it inside of me. Mm-hmm. It's only hurting me. They don't even know what's <laughs> going on. What is the point of me harboring that? Now I have to get it out. So it doesn't really matter how you get it out, as long as it's a positive way. Yeah. It's got to get out. Best if it's not illicit substances or even legal substances. Correct. Or hurting someone or, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Go for a walk, go for a run, change the scenery, change the dialogue. See, sometimes for me it's as easy as changing the dialogue. Mm. So we've got some pretty confrontational stuff going on in our household at the moment, Mm. some of which you're aware of, and it would be really easy for me to be cranky all the time. And yeah, Mm. sure, some days I have days where I just can't seem to shift it from the forefront of my mind. But most of the time for me it's just about realigning my thought pattern to something else, something more positive mm. or something that I can do something about or it's taking a walk or it's going to the gym or it's was playing hard? with the dog. Was that hard the first time you did it? Uh, it was weird and um, I actually think it happened without me knowing. It wasn't until reflection I realised what had changed mm. to make the situation different. Yeah, it's interesting. I just wonder how someone, like if, if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, well, I get angry all the time but I don't know how to change it. I'm sorry, but I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I, I think start by going for a walk. Refocus. There's some sort of diversionary tactic. Yeah. Get mm. a boxing bag. I know um, I did a bit of Anthony Robbins stuff years ago, a couple of his courses and went to a seminar and, and that sort of jazz. And he has a really cool principle that he talks about of uh, our state. And if you imagine a triangle um, is, is uh, you know, a picture of our state. You know, you could be in a shitty state. You could be in a positive state, state of mind, basically, mm-hmm. um, the state that you're in. So he says that that's a function of three things, your focus, your physiology, and your language. Mm-hmm. And, and if you change one of those three mm-hmm. proactively, you can literally change your state in a heartbeat. And so he talks about, you know, if you're in a shitty state, 
uh, and you change your physiology or your movement, basically, you get up and go for a run. Mm-hmm. We'll do 10 star jumps. Mm-hmm. And you'll alter your state. Yeah. Now, some of that is chemical. Some of it's situational. Um, same with your focus. You know, if you're sitting there staring at your shit cash flow and, you, and you know, all the red numbers in zero because your bloody debtors haven't paid you this month and you're wondering how the hell you're going to pay your bills. If you sit there and stare at it long enough, you're going to get really pissed off and depressed and upset and angry. Mm. So you're best off just not looking at it. So go focus on something else. Go stake up your tomatoes like I did this morning. Another thing that works for me is listening to a podcast. Funny, we're talking about it now. Mm. But it, it's a distraction. Is this a good podcast to listen to? I think or so. Or does this make people angry? No, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's changing something, right? Right. Um, whether it's your environment or go move your body or change your language is a big one. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm sure we could all name somebody or, or uh, think of someone who has a certain language system or a way of talking about things that sends them into that state. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you change that language and speak differently about the problem or the or the issue or the conflict, then that can often change your state as well and then that, that sort of starts things moving in a different direction. So, mm. yeah, I guess I guess that's a good principle that I've found over the years. Mm, um, so me. I agree, you know. I love that's part of the reason I love CrossFit, not because I'm always angry, but yeah, if I've had a big day and I go bang some barbells around and, and do a crazy Metcon and, you know, break a sweat, um, I feel good. Yeah. So for me, exercise, it's I'm in, it's impossible for me to think about much when I'm exercising. So I don't do CrossFit. I've tried it. And it's not quite my thing, although I'm sure you're going to try We'll get you back. Yep. See, <laughs> knew it was coming. Um, but I do HIIT training and part of the attraction for me in HIIT training is that it's really fast. It's really intense. There's no time for me to think. You mean like CrossFit? So there's half an hour there where I, I just don't get to think about anything but what the next thing I have to do is. It's really full on. I love it. But conversely, going for a walk, I enjoy a walk. But I take my dog because it gives me a lot of joy to watch him sniff everything. He's a sniffer. <laughs> so he's forever sniffering here and sniffering there. And that actually makes me feel really happy. So even if I feel a bit shitty or, or upset or frustrated when I leave, watching him have fun, by the time I get back, sniffer? I feel better. No, he's not. He's not a crotch sniffer? No. No, Baxter he's the underdog is not a crotch sniffer. Mm. He likes to like love nibble. Baxter's a love nibbler. That's weird. He likes to nibble your legs. He just nibbled my hand. Mm, he's a strange dog. <laughs> he's Amy's dog. But it, oh, <laughs> I hope Amy isn't listening to this one. <laughs> she doesn't listen either. Does anybody listen to this podcast? I don't know. Somebody must. Get, get, go and comment on Facebook. Are you listening to the podcast? Please let us know you're around. Type a comment now. Get, pick up your phone. Mm-hmm. Open the Facebook app. Hang on, we'll wait while you do it. Now go to groups <laughs> and look for tradies in business. Should be in your shortcuts. And just comment in there and say, yeah, I listen. Please. And then I'll stop feeling so angry. <laughs> you don't feel angry. <laughs> I wonder too, does sex count as physical activity for like anger management? I'm sure plenty of tradies would think so. <laughs> oh dear. Really lowering the tone. Even it's, further. It must be Friday. It's hard to get any lower than that. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's probably about it. See, I don't feel angry, so it's hard to talk about anger management. I agree. But at the end of the day, I think we've covered it anyway. It's about mm. just uh, a refocus. I reckon expressing early and often. You know, if someone, mm. if someone says or does something that's made you feel a little bleh or um, disturbed or upset or whatever, go and address it now. Don't let it fester. I think that's really important. 
because otherwise it's just it's going to get bigger and worse and it's going to happen again and then you're going to be pissed off and if you're a passive aggressive type personality which sadly a lot of people are mm. then you'll be you'll go from passive to aggressive and then back to passive and feel all that remorse and then back to aggressive once you get <laughs> your bucket full enough so you're better off being assertive and actually going and saying hey coxie can we have a chat about what you said on the podcast today i i felt there's a little personal edge to that sorry i made you feel that way was Hmm. Oh, I just, I felt like you were having a bit of a dig at me personally. I appreciate that you've brought it to my attention. Mm, okay, thank you. Um, so, see, that wasn't, wasn't that easy, <laughs> listeners? I feel like I'm on play school. Now, children. <laughs> anyway, let us know what your experience is. Are you a, are you, a, you know, let it bottle up and then explode kind of a person? Or do you express early and often? Do you confront people and tell them how you feel about stuff? Are you... Honest, or are you a bit too honest? Maybe, maybe you're a bit aggressive in the way that you're honest. Mm. Maybe you're a bit Plenty too funny. Plenty of those around too. Let us know what you think. Um, give us some fodder for future Fuck It Fridays. Um, tell us what you want us to talk about. You know, you tell us what's annoying you in the industry. What's pissing you off? Let us be your voice, and we'll uh, we'll dig into it and see if we can, you know, come up with some answers. Or, oh, we could expose somebody. No, let's not do that. We'll get in trouble. No, we're not a current affair. <laughs> we're not even close. No. <laughs> anyway, thanks Eve, for listening to Tradies in Business. Um, awesome to have so many listeners. We do have a lot of listeners. We do. Thank but, you. But um, don't be sloppy. Get on Facebook and, and comment. <laughs> don't just sit back and watch. So we, uh, that means they're <laughs> sloppy if they don't get on Facebook and comment? Yeah. That's, if you don't comment, then you're, you're I think lazy. that's a bit aggressive, won't Oh, okay. That's my aggressive <laughs> streak coming out. Uru. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.